Hello, this is Sasha. And this is Steven. And this is Shut Up, I Love It. A podcast where we invite a guest to talk about something uh, that's maybe underrated or underrepresented or underappreciated in pop culture and sometimes live, but today pop culture. That's right. Joining us today, she is a writer for IFC's Brock Meyer. Great show. I love that show. The new season starts on March 18th, so get you to a TV with cable. <laughs> She also performs at the UCB Theater. And I mean, she's performed there for years. And she's one of like main players. I yeah, think. well, I think we got another UCB legend here. In I, the I think so. Day. Absolutely. Lucky us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can see her there when she's not at home with her two children. Two tiny daughters. Mm-hmm. A three and a half year old, Darby. Darby. And a four month old, Tess. Yes. Oh. Welcome, Amanda Sitko. Hi, guys. Amanda, how are you today? I'm good today. Was it raining on you when you came here? No, no, it's actually not that bad. It's Mm. that weird thing where, like, in my house, if I looked at the back, it was cloudy, but if I looked at the front, it was sunny, Mm. you know, (laughs) where you're just like, ah, yes. Where do you live again? I live in Burbank. Okay. Yeah. Good old sunny Burbank. Yeah, sunny Burbank. They have, like, mountains there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 so yeah. that's nice. Got a B on one of them there. So you got that letter B. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I live by the giant IKEA. That's <sighs> always what I say. Ooh. Near the AMCs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's why I go there. Oh, it's the work, worst parking parking garage like in <laughs> Los Angeles. <laughs> you just go deeper and deeper, and it's just like, how afraid of earthquakes are you? Right. That's how deep you'll go into this parking garage. And that's garage. what we're here to talk about. Parking, parking garages. garages. <laughs> yeah. We always just go, at this point, we just go to the mall mm. because it's close enough. Yeah. And there's usually, mm. no one really parks there. Mm. Uh, because sometimes you go down that main one, you get all the way to the bottom and there's no spots. You got to go all the way back up. <laughs> and wow. there's somebody's in front of you and then uh. what are they doing? You can't go around. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And why so, we, it's not me. I'm not part of Steven's uh, whatever entourage no no uh sasha is not part of my entourage and she never <laughs> will be so anyway i give parking garages a six <laughs> i give them a two because i never feel comfortable driving inside them like i i'm just not good at that like i'm i'm feel comfortable driving for a person who learned how to drive later in life after i came here from new york my like late 20s i was like i i i i don't like parking garages you've never I, driven until your late 20s no because in new york you don't yeah you, yeah there, what was the driving situation in siberia i mean i was I, at the time women weren't even like allowed hmm. to, to drive wow. <laughs> or like oh some God. women i feel like i had a I, yeah that's true i had a friend uh and she would like she had a mom who drove and we're like be like her mom fucking drives that's how <laughs> crazy that lady is she drives she smokes and i want to say her and her husband had an open relationship like looking back like just remembering being like oh i walked into my mom again having sex with like another dude but like she was super Man, it's a like cool mom but she was cool mom like she was like a business lady you know what i mean she looked great but it, she she just was like living an advanced like the civilization lifestyle in the, in the world where people were like a woman behind the wheel is like a monkey behind the wheel oh my God. <laughs> it was pretty bad <laughs> we're here to talk about women driving <laughs> i give it a four still don't trust it hey don't trust it look i'm a big feminist so i of course give it a 10 out of 10 oh nice. amanda 
Uh, I'm give it a seven. I like, I like women drivers. I do. But don't uh, love. <laughs> but male drivers, I'll give male drivers a five. Cool. Mm, I yeah, agree. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amanda, what are we? Listen, audience, sorry to pull back the curtain. Those were jokes. We are not talking about parking garages or lady drivers. Mm-mm. Amanda, what are we here to talk about today? We're here to talk about one of the best shows ever made, mm. Strangers with Candy. Uh, I'm obsessed with it. Uh, I, it's weird because it's such a touchstone for me. Like it's this thing where if someone else likes strangers with candy, I'm like, Oh, you'll understand me then you'll get everything I, I like and we'll get along. If you don't know it, that I'm like a little bit like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so where do I fall? Because you've introduced me to Strangers yeah. with Candy. Yeah. Oh. So now I am a fan. Spoiler alert. For oh, wow. <laughs> you guys can just skip to the end of the episode now. So I am uh, I am a fan of the show now, but I didn't know about it until you... You'd never even heard of it. I've heard of it okay. as a yeah. show, but I wouldn't know what it is because mm-hmm. I on purpose avoid all high school shows be it spoofs or serious shows like i just don't like it's not my thing like generally but this is like the one and only like high school show we can talk more about what it is but that i'm like this is for the first time i'm obsessed with it were you into like comedy and stuff when you were a kid i i mean there there was no comedy (laughs) there was no comedy There were no women drivers, no women and drivers, there was no, no comedy. comedy because my comedy was very like my I like I looking back I'm like I was into comedy because my friend and I would always do bits yeah like you know like my best friend and I like we would just stop like we would walk home from school and would stop and would just do bits for like an hour like with each other like looking back yeah and then we'd go home call each other and just do like prank calls on each other like bits constantly like for hours so this was like going on and on for years and years and then like i would record like funny songs for her like for her birthday but there was like little to feed yeah that i don't know desire to do comedy so all the results were like not great or they were like surreal yeah or they were just not great because there was no like example of seeing people do that right even on tv were was this just between the two of you or were you kind of like a class clown (laughs) i was a little bit of a class clown but we had like a more of a meathead like a dangerous person man boy (laughs) who was also a class clown so i didn't want to dangerous person man boy (laughs) i didn't want to compete with him so because right. i would be like murder yeah. yeah 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 so like i would be like the class clown when he was sick <laughs> he had the day off so you, you, were, the you were the substitute yeah, class yeah. clown. yeah because he, if he was like because like, he would just you know like he would be very upset if like i would get laughs mm. and so uh, then he would like come at me and like he would like because we actually uh, decent do you remember relation- his name just yeah his yeah, first yeah. Name? what's yeah. his first name vadim okay yeah was he funny no, because, mm. no, it's, like, very misogynist, like, you know, that whole, like, yeah. vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, like bullying almost. And Yeah, looking back, like, the class clowns of my high school weren't <laughs> funny. They were just the dudes that would do anything. Like, they were like, oh, Talking- you're, you're like a jackass guy. Like, where it's yeah. like, oh, you'll eat that moth. I remember mm. I watched this kid what? eat a moth. <laughs> 
it oh, was like um, that, you know like we've all seen that yeah yeah like uh <laughs> he, he did say something really funny once we had a sub oh. in our spanish class and like he came in late and the sub had already gone through the roll and then like he walked in and then the sub just went and you are and he went late and like sat down and i was just <laughs> timing, like timing. Fucking oh, great man great. but yeah and then one day in that spanish class i remember he was sitting there with a clear box that had a moth in it on his desk alive or dead or alive okay. and he was like staring at it the whole class and i was like what the fuck is up with mm-hmm. this moth and then like the bell rang and he just like opened it and shoved it in his mouth and everyone was like yes so it was like clearly like oh you have to eat this moth at yeah. the end of class but it's the same thing where i was like oh that's why people think you're funny but you're you're not being funny you're just doing the shit that no one yeah. else wants to do yeah but at least it's not harmful to other sounds like yeah he wasn't because he was a little kind of scrawny dude so he wasn't yeah. he wasn't using his like mm-hmm. physical prowess to yeah and the, to the other guy point. was also tiny like a tiny man complex uh, Scar- yeah. scarier <laughs> scarier because he's small scarier and uh we all knew like he would go to prison which i don't know if he eventually but i feel like he did and vadim if you're listening, vadim, if you're listening uh, god you don't speak know. english yeah. so you you we're probably safe but he was harmful to even teachers right like so he was like saying mean things to teachers mm. and it's in the culture where saying things to people who are older than you are like very like shocking like you can be like well fuck you mom like it's like whoa you just like lost your humanity like you know what i mean like Hmm. you they don't like they don't let kids talk shit to you in russia right so like him like being mean to a teacher like it would always come off probably more like shocking to others than it would be here right somebody doing that yeah i don't don't want to talk about that asshole i was funny than him <laughs> so what i did though my my father went to bulgaria when i was five years old i don't know it sounds like what but for us it was like the like the most like abroad he ever went you know what i mean because it was like fucking like russia like soviet union style and so he went to like this foreign country bulgaria it was like the biggest thing like deal and he brought back this book that looking back could have been a bad anti-semitic book like mm. of jokes yeah but it wasn't it was about Trump. it wasn't <laughs> It wasn't about Jewish what if people. My cup was all just Jewish jokes. <laughs> it was just... Hey, what about mine cup? Yeah. Um, and the, the jokes were actually about like the certain Bulgarians that like live in this village. So they weren't Jewish, right? There was no word about Jewish. So it was like just like, hey, the Bulgarians from this village, Gabrovo they're cheap and so they were all like this anti-semitic joke pretty mm. most part jokes but i had no, i actually did not know like i didn't yeah. i did not and so to me it was like oh bulgarians making fun of this like kind of farmer bulgarians mm-hmm. and so i memorized mm. that book and <laughs> i would tell these jokes like all the time like oh you know they cut off the tail of the cat if the cat wants to leave uh, during the winter because the cold air makes you turn off the heat and <laughs> it's not even <laughs> <laughs> the jokes are great. Yeah. I think about that like uh, when you think back to the jokes you used to tell on the playground in like elementary school, mm-hmm. like most were probably racist. Like it was like, here's a, a joke about mm-hmm. another. Mm. Yeah. Because I, I remember that like all the jokes you would hear like on the playground were always like now terribly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same thing, like my dad had like jokes like that. My dad had like dirty joke books, mm. you know. I definitely remember dirty, like, yeah, dirty j- book jokes too like yeah, yeah, yeah which was like exciting too because it's like well vagina you know <laughs> just <laughs> the, the word no but there was like a hint at the word vagina vagina uh-huh. would not probably i i don't even know what how to say vagina in russian actually huh. i remember like um 
the first time I saw like a Playboy or a Penthouse or anything mm. was like I went my mom, which is so funny too. One, we always had baskets of magazines next to all the toilets, mm. which now living in a house with men, I'm just like, oh God, those <laughs> were covered in daughters. piss. They were covered in piss. Like just <laughs> splashback. Of course. And they always seemed kind of like yeah. wet, like the wrinkly pages. So I was like, this fucking gross ass magazine. But were they uh, constantly being like cycled out new issues? Not a t- <laughs> There'd be like 20 in there. So okay. it's like old ones. Okay. And, um, and, but in my dad's bathroom, I found one was a penthouse, and the oh, page I opened wow. it to was a woman on the side of the road okay. peeing, like a like a <gasps> close up of her squatting down to pee, and I so that's what I thought porn was, and I was just like, nope, like right? don't want it, like don't think this is cool. Wait, so Man, you penthouse were like, is wild. So yeah. that was like shocking, and like yeah, what and you were because like, I was expecting you to see like boobies, or like yeah. something like that, and to open up and be like, oh my god, and it was like a close up of her like actual <gasps> vagina, and I just wasn't prepared for it because I think it's in penthouse, like penthouse was known as being like the really the raunchiest, the raunchy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Playboy like, pretty uh, safe in yeah, terms of like tame. showing breasts and but a lot of the vaginas, exterior though? of the vagina. Exterior, yeah, but not like see, no, you wouldn't see like inside. Of yeah, you would never uh, see. Like, Hugh like, Hefner would never allow that. No, no, oh, not him. <laughs> Hashtag not my president. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I for, for me it was even worse. The fami- like how I got familiar with like a body in the mm-hmm. pornographic depiction mm-hmm. because my mom and I went to moscow and i'm from siberia but we went to moscow where my mom's brother my uncle lived and he like had like a fancy life like mm. i don't know like he was one of the four mercedes benzes in moscow at the time oh yeah like he was like a fancy guy mm. and then he had to run away from like russian mob and come to america and then i came here yeah so that, how old that were you old, when you came here 19 okay yeah and so and i was what we're talking about though i was 10 years old so we found these like porn magazines which sounds like from your descriptions guys like it was penthouse magazines because there was a lot of like just stuff falling out like of genitals you know (laughs) you know you know how genitals genitals. (laughs) like skin like a under under skin (laughs) under skin (laughs) is that how it works you're getting the full sense of the organ yeah yeah and so my mom for some reason she wasn't like hey like like put it away she was like, all right, well, let's look at these. Oh. And like, she, it, I think she thought it was an educational moment, but because she had like, no, like she had no fucking business doing that. Like mm. it fucked me up. Hmm. Like, How old were you? I was 10. Hmm. I don't know. Is that too old already? But like, I was like clueless for, a, yeah, but Different that's like, but like, well, but it's like now kids by 10, they probably have seen things probably, online. Yeah. yeah. I did not. This was the first time with my mom. And I'm like, what? Am, like, what? And she thinks it's an educational moment for me. She's like, oh, okay. All yeah. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't like it then, but I was still like so shocked that I was like watching, like looking at these things. So shout out to my mom for actively fucking me up. <laughs> did you guys have for like a legit birds and bees talk or no? God, no. I don't know anyone who's had like a real like, birds and bees talk with their parents what i remember uh i remember one i i remember not know knowing that you know babies came from some uh interaction between a man and a woman but not really knowing what it was but feeling like it didn't matter and at one point i don't know if i really thought this was true or if i was joking but i said yeah if a (laughs) man If a man and a woman both put their feet on the ground and say, let's have a baby, uh, 
whatever needs to be exchanged is transmitted through the floor. Wow. <laughs> you figured it out or somebody told you that? I don't know. I don't you know. You were just like, this is clearly what yeah, happened. Yeah, this must be it. And and when I said that out loud to my family, I think my parents were like, no, this is what it is. And they expl- and like once they explained it, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes yeah. perfect sense. Because I it? knew like what a penis was and what a vagina ago? was. Yeah, this was earlier <laughs> when my parents were in town. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, eventually. And they just like were like, no, this is what it is. Oh. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes that makes more sense. I think I was never uh, limited into what I could watch. So, like, I was yeah. allowed to watch whatever I wanted, like R-rated stuff. But now when I look back, especially like 80s comedy. <laughs> Like, and you're like, oh, that they were having sex. Like, I mm. had no idea. So I'd watch, like, fucking, you know, like, movies where I would just be like, oh, you just lay on each other, each other and, like, grind. Like, that's what people do. And I was like, oh, no, they're actually fucking in that. I just had mm. no idea. Like, I still think it's crazy. Uh, the end of Revenge of the Nerds. Have you guys ever talked about this? Do you mm. know the end of it? So the guy, the main nerd takes the, like, hot cheerleader into a fun house where he's dressed as Darth Vader and he goes down on her. She thinks it's her boyfriend. He goes down on her. It's so good. Then he comes up and takes off the mask and <gasps> is like, haha, it's me. And then she's like, I'm into it. And it's crazy to be like, <laughs> wow. he just fucking raped her. Yeah. Like, holy shit. There's a lot of those things Yeah. There. And it's like, oh. oh my God. Or like, yeah. just how much like in 80s comedies, there would just be like, boobies. Like, yeah. this girl's running topless in the background for no reason. Well, we keep running into in this podcast, even like watching like movies that people remember being innocent. Oh, yeah. And then we like all watch it and people come here and they're like, uh, and then they have to give it lower Yeah, rating. that was a little racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, watching old movies is like playing Russian roulette in, yeah. in that way. You don't know when something problematic <laughs> is going to shoot you in the face. Oh, God, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, even like uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous just got re- like released back on Hulu, and I loved Drop Dead Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Will Sasso plays a mentally... I'm going to use the R word, retarded dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's also so it's just crazy to be like... Wait, and I think they call him a retard like throughout the whole movie. Like it's just like crazy to be like you couldn't do that now. Like mm-hmm. if a ma- if a comedian if Jim Carrey came out right now and was like I'd like to pay a mentally handicapped person for comedy sake. Even there was that um there was that dodgeball movie like called like The Ringer or something and they had like a bunch. It was like it was like Oh, the premise is like Johnny Knoxville's pretending to, to be that he has some sort of mental yeah, and handicap. Yeah, on but same thing like I remember there's that guy that's like plays like one of the like mentally handicapped dudes and i'm like i know that dude i see him at io all the time he is not Mm. like mentally capacitated Mm -hmm. like he's fine so yeah it's crazy that happens even like as recently as a couple years ago the the that movie good time did you guys see that yes Mm -hmm. i didn't finish it (laughs) it was like relentless Yeah. yeah. What, what? Robert Pattinson is playing this guy. His yeah. brother has uh, some sort of mental handicap. Mm-hmm. It's not really clear, but that is just one of the directors. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> one of the Safety brothers. That, yeah, just playing that role. Yeah. Uh, and he doesn't ever, does he speak much? I, I think he has like a few lines because he's also not in a lot of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's a lot in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my my like best friend in life, my wife, uh, Jenny Pearson, she brought up this thing sure. that now I see everywhere and she calls it sexy autism and it's like every show now is a sexy autism show where it's like look at this doctor he's autistic but he solves all the cases look at him he's a weird autistic boy in high school but he's getting laid and like and it's funny because like sometimes it is like meant to be like oh look at this loving story 
But it is this crazy thing to be like, oh, for some reason, autism is the cool thing that we can all like mm-hmm. kind of make fun of right well, now. Well, I've been saying a more general thing of like mental illness is hot right now. Like, yeah. you know, it's just like in the sense of like, yeah, you look, you better write it into like any of your pilot or what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. get that. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a, it's heartening in the sense that that mainstream audiences are more willing to engage with those kind of type like make well, the execs your want to read about it you know like mm. if like people who are going to put it on on the air they want to read about it they want to mm-hmm. be like yeah like mental illness like yeah that's what we talk that this is what we talk about now and and you know and some stories are organically happening because of that and mm. some stories are probably just like well gotta add a mental illness yeah mm. yeah like i'm just like can you there's like two things that came out recently that have to do with schizophrenia that i think are really good and one is undone it's like mm-hmm. a show on amazon check it out i think okay. kate purdy co-created it uh but it's yeah basically like kind of writing a line of like is this actually happening or does this girl have schizophrenia and then the exact same premise but just told in a different way is um allison Bree just wrote her own movie called oh, horse boy. girl horse girl horse i Love I didn't watch it. I girl. have a friend who that yeah, one said, of our friends that apparently there's some uh, some striking similarities to another movie. Another that movie, came and out. I read up about it this oh, morning. That's funny because like it's very similar to Undone, where I was like, oh, it's the same premise of just like, is this real or is this in this right. woman's mind? Yeah, I haven't seen it, but um, oh. but then it also seems like it's pretty generic premise yeah like the thing that yeah. made me like excited was that she wrote it truly based on her she had a schizophrenic grandmother so I was like, she okay. never met oh okay yeah. all right uh yeah there's also there have also been this year two horror movies where like the horror is a woman might be going crazy which is very uh weird to like for that to be the thing that is scary in a movie yeah. feels exploitative but you're right. It's everywhere. You know, I'm laughing at it. But again, I come from family with mental illness. I mentioned it before. My brother's bipolar with psychosis and supposed to schizophrenia. And it's like, you know, so it is interesting to be like, but yeah, like you're saying, it's like sexy if you put it on TV mm-hmm. sometimes. Not maybe every time, but yeah. yeah. Someone like a, Jenny was talking about like someone who has Asperger's and they were, she was like, the problem is like a typical dude with Asperger's probably like has hygiene issues, all these things. And it's like, they're not just like, just a kid trying to make it, you know, like she's like, it's a genuine, like mm-hmm. hard thing to deal with. And you're like, yeah, totally. Um, we covered a lot of things. <laughs> we haven't talked about already. at all. But it's sort of like, I feel like this conversation has been like sort of setting the land, like setting the, yeah. mm, the boundaries of this conversation. Yeah. There's no, there are none. None. I yeah. Wa- yeah, I watched a few episodes of Strangers with Candy like to get up for this. And there are like, it's like, oh, she just like, yeah, what's right. going on? What's the premise, Amanda? For those who oh. haven't seen. Okay, so... For those uh, people that you don't like because what do you have really in common with them? <laughs> so, and I... But the whole thing of, like, watching comedy, there was something about... Uh, there were, like, a few comedy things that were, like, very formative for me. So, like, Strangers with Candy was one, but that came later. But, like, Kids in the Hall, and then The State was really my mm. big one. Um, and then... Uh, UCB, obviously, like I was obsessed with the show before I knew they had a theater or anything. And then uh, Strange, I want to say Strangers with Candy and UCB were probably on Comedy Central at the same time. It feels like they would be, right? Because yeah. it's like like late 90s. Yeah. yeah. But it's like the first time I saw Stephen Colbert, first time I saw Amy Sedaris. Um, and so basically the premise of the show is Amy Sedaris is like a fucking, like an ex-con in her 50s who... Ex-prostitute. Ex-prostitute has to go back to high school, but it's 
completely told in the idea of like an after school special. So like the tone of it is like after school special. The like budget looks very after mm-hmm. school special. And, and they shot it on VHS for sure. Like, you know, video. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Watching yeah. it, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, God. And like watching it today, it's like, oh, man, I can see they had like no lighting. They were just like, <laughs> uh, stand by the window because you'll be lit. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, I just, I love it. And it's just so weird and specific. Um yeah, so it's just like the idea of like she wants to become popular, playing. right? She's a forty-six-year-old back to school after thirty-two years in prison, right? Or yeah, some, yeah, or yeah. Some like some thirty-two kind of, years on the street, on the street, in, on an, the street, in and out of jail, in and out of jail. So like she has like the fun of living a like hard life. So she brings a lot of that stuff to the yeah. high school experience. Um, but also, she, she is just a teen yeah she's just like horny and like wants to be cool and yeah she has crushes on all the popular girls yeah and Mm. boys yeah she likes boys and girls (laughs) yes and then there's like other characters that are like also blown out of proportions right like the principal yeah so so yeah principal (laughs) blackman who's played by a black man uh is phenomenal (laughs) and then yeah like it's basically like paul Donello and stephen colbert play her main two teachers and they're, this is, like, the same thing where it's, like, an inappropriate bit. Their bit is that they're, like, completely, like, horny in love with each other. But it's, like, you know, they can't admit their own homosexuality. Um, and because they also, she mentions in one episode, they both are married with kids. Yes. Yeah, they both are married <laughs> And then Stephen Colbert's, I think, character later, like, does, like, a, have a lover, right? Like, I think. They do. They, oh, they, do, they, they do end together. up getting together. Oh, that's, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they secretly get together, and then it's always like, oh, mm-hmm. no, they're going to know. Like, they're going to find Will out. Will they, won't they? Yeah. That so, kind like, of tension. Uh, and then her best friend is this, like, Latino actor who she just relentlessly makes fun of, like, for his race. Yeah. But it's just so awful. Do you guys know she's based on a real person? No. Do you, what? N- none of you person? read Wikipedia? No. <laughs> I ever heard of it there is a woman that they based it on who looks exactly like amy sedaris in this show there were basically all of these people the four creator well the three creators and then they came to amy sedaris so it was colbert and paul Paul Danelli, and then the third dude like they came up with the show because they were all watched as kids this after school it's like propaganda, basically, yeah. right? Uh, where this woman starred in them, like, for, like, oh. like for real. And so, and they were like, "Whoa, she looks a lot like our friend Amy Sedaris." <laughs> and then they took, you know, that idea to Amy Sedaris, and she like made she like made her sound exactly like that woman. Oh God, that's amazing! So she, that woman would talk for real about her life on the streets and being a former sex worker and was said prostitute, but that's what she said. Ugh. And um, yeah. It was the first, because it's like a girl who liked comedy. Like it was the first time I saw a female just be like, I want to be as ugly as possible. Mm. I don't like want to like, no, like put me in a weird fupa fat suit. Like my <laughs> mm-hmm. eyes are going to always be twitching, like fuck up my teeth. And I was like, oh, you just never see that like around much you know like mm-hmm. i was like i don't i can't think of another female comedian who did that like even like gilda radner it's like she's still fucking adorable when i know playing her characters mm-hmm. so it's like i can't think of another female that i'd be like yeah except for amy poehler who came along where when you watch like amy poehler and like the ucb show it's like yeah she's playing like young boys that are crazy I, I, that was the like only insane. connection i could yeah also make in my head but then it still felt like amy's there's when a step like in this oh sense, amy goes yeah. so much further yeah yeah and the same is like i now if you ever get a chance to see natalie P- palomitas perform i'm like oh you remind me of 
Amy Sedaris in that sense, where it's like you will completely sacrifice your body, like in a way that other people won't. Uh, yeah. So I found the information about this lady. Her name was Flory Fisher. Flory? Flory Fisher. And she was an American motivational speaker in the 60s and 70s who traveled to high schools and told stories about her past as heroin addict and, pro- and prostitute. That's what it says. Uh, did you guys have those? I mean, I'm assuming not in Siberia. But <laughs> no, but like, we had like a, in propaganda videos or? No, like um, <clears throat> where someone would come to your class and like talk. No. Like, oh, did you have, do you have, remember those things? Yeah, like don't drive drunk assembly kind yes. of things. Yeah. We had one that was like uh, Kaiser Permanente put on called Secrets. And it was wow. like a little play. And it was so funny because my friends went on to be in Secrets later. And it was just like, holy shit. Like, I remember when that came to my high school. Yeah, but I remember that. Yeah, like people getting up and like doing anti-drunk. The drunk driving ones were sad because they were usually like a parent who had lost a child. Very sad. Yeah. What was Secrets? What was yeah. what, what, secrets? what was, was like, revealed? Was what like was a, the plot? Uh, it was like a group of high school students. All I remember was there was like one, the boy that was like the athlete. Had, was HIV positive and oh. that was his secret uh-huh. but I think they all kind of had secrets and it was all like oh, everybody has these secrets like <sighs> type stuff like which I do find fascinating which is yeah like in high schools I went to a high school in a really small town so Where? it's called Morgan Hill and it's Where? like like Let's Northern see. California oh, right. mm. it's like da- just south of San Jose like so I grew up like technically in the Bay Area but like in the very like ball sack of it and so <laughs> uh but it was like there was only one high school in my town. You went to school with the same kids from like kindergarten always. So you, whatever the fuck they decided, this is who you are. Like there was no changing it. Like mm. the only way you could change your identity was like, oh my god, you're going to a new school. Like you get to pick who you are now. Whereas like for us, it was just like, nope. Like ever since kindergarten, you've been this kid, so you'll always be this kid. Wow. And um, yeah. And so like to me though, later as you get older and you like run into people from high school and you realize it's like oh the whole time i had no idea that this kid was living this like secret life or like this kid wasn't out but he is now Mm. and like Mm. that kind of stuff like always amazes me where it's like oh yeah like kids are living these like little secret lives like you know and and i don't know how it is in russia now but when i was growing up i mean i feel like it's the same you go to school with the same kids from Mm -hmm. first grade to 11th yeah to the graduate yeah like so even like even if you're in bigger town like, yeah, you know, like my town, four hundred thousand people or so. So there's other class, you know, there's other groups, but they're like always together and mm-hmm. your class. Yeah, so it was always weird to stick with that other class clown for so long. Am I right? <laughs> I love it just for a decade. You and this dude have like a rivalry. Yeah, I remember like I went to high school. Did you guys have like goth vampires at your high school? Was that like a, a thing? Not really. Uh, we had it was like mostly an emo scene. Uh, mm. You're probably younger than I am because I was like emo. I think happened when I was in college. Um, but we interview with a vampire came out, so like mm. there were vampires yeah. like at my high school, and there was this one kid named Gary who was sort of like Marilyn Manson-ish. So sure. like wore like striped tights and combat boots and had long black hair and like was very like. And I remember, like, everyone would just see him from afar and be like, he's a vampire. And, like, oh, my God, Gary's crazy and blah, 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 blah. And then, like, one time (laughs) I went on a camping trip with this guy, Chad, that I was, like, kind of hooking up with. And he was like, my family will take you on a camping trip with us. And I was like, okay. So. uh, By the family, he meant his vampire friend. (laughs) No, I show up and I sit, I get to the RV and there's Gary. And he's like, oh, Gary and I have been like friends since we were kids. And it was like, holy shit, get to know Gary. Sweetest guy I've Mm. ever met. 
the nice and I was just like oh your reputation at school is like you're terrifying like you're Marilyn Manson to everybody and I remember it was like tall yes tall Mm. lanky and I remember like there was a rumor that like a girlfriend had like like smeared her blood all over his locker when they broke up and like all this like and I was like oh my god this is all like fantasy like you're totally normal damn Kaiser Permanente really opened your eyes secrets (laughs) Amanda what brought you to the show do you remember I think it was just like it was on Comedy Central Mm -hmm. and I caught it randomly and I was just like what is this (laughs) and like became obsessed with it like and I'm I am like obsessive with things. So if I like something, I'll watch it. Like I've probably seen every episode of, of Strangers with Candy like twenty, thirty times. Mm. Um, and I'll do that thing where I'll just put it on and like let it play. And I have, but I hadn't thought about it in a really long time. So it's it'd been a couple of years since I like oh, watched it. So I was like, oh, it's yeah. nice to go back. Mm-hmm. I think because I see Colbert on his show now, and then I get to see Amy on At Home with Amy Sedaris. So it's like I have them like I'm like oh I'm seeing them in other things. Don't see Paul, but I think he works. Paul works for yeah, Steven. So you'll sometimes see him like in like a producer bit. Mm. Um, yeah. I was struck by how like young Stephen Colbert looks, yes. but he's still 35 when they made the show. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't yeah. look like. Well, neither does uh, Alan Tudyk. Oh, he looks God. exact same, <laughs> yeah. and I've had a pleasure of meeting the man a few times. Oh, he's gorgeous. Uh, he is gorgeous. He's such a nice guy. Like he's really like just a nice man and amazing. But uh, I looked at. I was like, first of all, I was surprised because the way I saw him was when he's like the call. Yeah, like, yeah, like- yeah, I start. <laughs> would you describe? What, what, what? Uh, so Cherry gets recruited to a cult. So, like my favorite episode of Strangers with Candy is called The Blank Stare, and it's a two-part episode. She gets like recruited by a cult, which I. Th- think is based on like the moonies um but they take her to a house and then you meet the cult leader who is alan tudyk who they call father but the way (laughs) is he's just lowered in on like a crane to the breakfast table so like everything with him is like it's all like janky so like there's like a scene where he's like standing in a kiddie pool on top of the water talking to a girl and And then the second she's walking on water yeah and then when she leaves he like pulls a box out from underneath him and it's like all like oh yeah this was before segues but they have have him on some sort of like cart that like carries him like as if he's floating it's just like a dolly i think yes. and then he steps off it and says thank you bill and yes. bill pulls the dolly away from him. but it's this thing where i was uh, we were watching it and i was telling my brother i was like it's so funny because like when you think of a cult leader you always want someone with like crazy eyes that looks unusual and then it's like and alan older. tudyk who's and gorgeous older. like and just, gorgeous and young he's got to be like 22 and like i don't know no no i'm sure he's like around the same age as they are maybe a little younger but he looks exact same now like yeah. you know what i mean this man but it was crazy because i was we were joking and we we're like and he went on to be in star wars like he's the new <laughs> droid in star wars sure. oh yeah and then Rogue he One, also yeah. like um he voices Hey Hey and Moana, and he like mm-hmm. does a ton of things well, like his that. His voices are pretty good. Like he was doing yes. voice on the phone, right? That like he's pretting to be a different. <laughs> oh, uh, he's yeah. like, I'm the cult leader, but I'm an old lady, and yeah, he's yeah. doing like his own. He's become the way that John Ratzenberger does a voice in all the Everything. Pixar movies. Yes, he now does a voice in all the Disney animated movies. So like Frozen, he's the weird old mm-hmm. like uh, visitor from another the country. Villain. Yeah. yeah, and. Uh, uh, Wreck-It Ralph, he's the villain of the movie. Uh, and yeah, he'll just do a little beep-beep voice even. Right, like the rooster in Moana. <laughs> yeah, it's just he doesn't like have any lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
but it's like just to know that he is there mm-hmm. yeah that's all that matters and I saw like a snippet from Moana where he's like filmed like they filmed him like recording it and he mm. just turns to the camera and goes I went to Juilliard <laughs> <laughs> which you can tell like the way he carries himself like oh, oh yeah sure. you are an actor yeah he's an actor <laughs> yes. no right that's that's I mean yeah he's definitely like a Shakespearean dude yeah yeah but like uh and it's funny because we were even saying today we're like oh it's amazing that like no one else from the cat like I haven't seen principal principal Blackman anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Maria Thayer, mm-hmm. who plays Tammy Littlenut, I've seen her in a few things. Like yeah, she's, she's a comedy. She darling. was on uh, that Chris Elliott show where Chris Elliott played like a uh, uh, like sheriff. Uh, she was on that. Oh, okay. I can't remember what it's called. Eagle, Eagle, Eagle something. Oh, I don't remember. This isn't helpful. Uh, Eagle something. Yeah, she's, okay. yeah, Maria Thayer has been around, uh, like, in the comedy stuff yeah. ever since. And I watched Chris Pratt went on um, the, the film, the late night show. Yeah, and he was in the film. And I saw him, like, in when Colbert had him on the late night show, he was like, I want to tell you the story that, like, that was my first film role was being the love interest to Amy Hmm. in the Stranger of the Candy movie. And he was like, you guys wanted a local hire, and I lied. He lost $3,000. Yeah, and so he's like, I had to pay $3,000 to be in your movie. (laughs) I had to, like, fly myself out and put myself up. And I was just like, oh, that's so great. And now you're a megastar. Like, I was just like, oh. Like, that's the interesting thing. His career is very interesting in general, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's so crazy to go from Parks and Rec to being like, now Uh you're... You're like a ripped, crazy well, he was, movie star. One of the Chris's. He, was, he yeah. was on the TV show Everwood in in the like early 2000s. Oh, God. He was he was like a bully at the school, but he was a, a regular cast member on the show. Oh my God, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, interesting. He's not my favorite Chris, but no, he's probably my least favorite Chris. Tbh. Uh, oh, who's your favorite, Chris? <laughs> My favorite, Chris, Hemsworth, right? is Hemsworth. Yeah, uh, I think uh-huh. uh, I think he's very funny, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's 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 jacked. Yeah. he's nice to look at. What about For you, sure. Amanda? My favorite, Chris. God, well, my husband, Chris. No, um, <laughs> yes. uh, nice, good answer. I'm trying to think of like a Chris. Like what are they? There's like Hemsworth. There's, there's Pine. Pratt. Not a Pine fan. Oh, okay. I mean not not that like he's oh. fine, but I'm not I'm never like oh Chris Pine. Uh, um, there's Chris Rock. Uh, I might do usually not included. I would in say Chris list. Pratt probably. Okay. I find him likable. This is what I'm I heard he's a Trump supporter, which is hard. That's what has soured me on him. Is mm. he has over like the last four or five years kind of been like presenting himself as like the movie star for the conservative viewer yeah in a similar way that like john krasinski kind of does i feel like mm. um and uh someone else i'm, I'm definitely lost my krasinski love for a while now i'll take chris pine because i feel like he's like the weirder one like mm. he's like he's got like he's like the enigma of all the chrises i think he has the most range yeah you can like see something in his eyes big you know? big ass eyes there's yeah. there's there's Ooh. like there's light and dark within him well so i also saw the pilot right and i was surprised like how this pilot was like that's the one that was easy to get on comedy central mm-hmm, for free probably. is this the because uh, i did do some looking at the wikipedia page just not uh what you saw <laughs> is this the like the first episode that aired or is it the unaired pilot I don't know, but it I probably just... has to be the first episode that aired. Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah, it just felt like what happens in it because I also watched the first episode that what aired. What happens in the? But f- now I can't remember what the happened. drugs, like the <laughs> right, right. Girl. She makes yeah. that. Oh, she drug. makes it's called a glimmer, I think, or gleam, or yeah, she like makes a drug or something. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
yeah to be it's, it's always like trying to get people to like you and trying to have people come to your party yeah, right yeah, so yeah. she you know she knows a lot about drugs <laughs> so she makes drugs that spoiler alert they kill this most yeah. popular girl in school yeah which i was like wow they and, went dark and ultimately her turtle yeah that's true but there you know but there's so many like there's like one there's a whole episode where she tries to like fuck a blind boy that's like mm-hmm. hilarious <laughs> like yeah it, it's pretty dark there's like the <laughs> one of my favorite episodes is uh paul Danello's face gets ripped off <laughs> and he's like in the hospital and it's like will he make it will he not like That's all funny. these things but it's like a pretty like dark I have to see them all because i'm just now been introduced to the show it's so there's something about it and there's something about i think it's interesting when you watch shows where you get the impression that i'm like oh these people all really love each other and they find mm. each other funny like i can see that i think in just the way the show works because it's so I've seen an improv team right Do you yes think they play yeah well where you're like oh i can tell these people all really like each other and like uh i'll just like and there's stuff like i was like at the end of the blank stare the second episode every credit sequence the director would have them do like a dance mm-hmm. so it's like mm-hmm. it just like while the credits rolls it's just like a random dance sequence and um there's one that's just Stephen colbert singing some religious song while he's just dancing his heart out mm-hmm. and it's so funny to me and he loses steam like halfway through and can't keep singing and he's just dancing so hard and you're just like oh i can tell this is just them fucking around and i'm like i love that so much like because that's how like with UCB, it like really resonated with me when I realized like, oh, Ascat is them fucking around. Like Ascat is them having fun with each other. Like as opposed to like their other shows where I was like, oh yeah, like this isn't like trying to prove a herald or anything. It's like mm. this is their chance to come and just like have a good time. Yeah. And I remember Joel Spence, um, probably my two of one, like kind of explain improv to me, like mm-hmm. in one sentence, like that I didn't realize that's what improv was and then like since then i'm like that's how i think of improv now he was like he's like you already like do improv because you just like talk to your friends in the kitchen and like you just talk you know shoot shit like that's what improv is basically yeah basic like what it what fundamentally like it 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 needs to feel like you know and and so i don't know like for some reason that's like the opposite of like trying to do a herald. Yes. feels like. <laughs> well, it also feels like because I have I ha- my moment of that is like Besser said this thing once because like you know when you're starting out and UCB's whole thing is they believe in this concept of game and like what Spoiler is game alert. and yeah and everyone's like, explain yeah. UCB. She's like don't, <laughs> don't bother need, taking yeah, the classes. Don't need to take the class now. <laughs> uh, but it's like this whole and like as you're tr- like as a person who taught it for years, it's like you're trying to teach it and it's like it's pattern, it's this, it's it's like all these things and blah blah blah. And then like one day Besser was just like whatever's funnier about the scene, just make it funnier. That's game. And mm-hmm. I was just like oh. Hmm. okay like and the same thing where you're like that's what it is it's just like we're just trying to make whatever this funny thing is just make it funnier and funnier like not be like but did you hit it three times yeah I, like, I love that i love that and that just that just covers like that explains why comedy was also funny good comedy before ucb like yes. people didn't know what game was but they knew to keep doing the funny thing yes and maybe even since then sort of like in the clowning community where people maybe like try to be like i'm not doing game but like they really are because they are heightening the same fun anything that yes, they yes, got yes. laughs from so yeah comedy's you know finding the funny and repeating it i guess mm-hmm. yeah and making it and more. that's the thing the funny thing about strangers with candy is like they'll just there's just so many like throwaway weird jokes that just like it's like yeah like there's just like we knew we could fit this joke in like and they're so rapid fire like um 
there's this one that Sarah Thayer, uh, Sarah Thayer says, Sarah Thayer's like the coach and the teacher. And right. <laughs> she, uh, there's like being paired up into like false marriages. Like, do you remember that from high school? Like ours was like, we had to carry an egg around like mm. it was a baby mm-hmm. and like care for it for a week. Oh. And um, so in theirs, it's like, they have to act like they're, in a, they're paired up to be in like- Was fake, it boiled egg or raw? Hard boiled eggs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Easy but like if rock. you cracked it, it was like, oh, fuck. Wow. So like the fun of it was like, what did people do to like protect their eggs? And like you would try and like break each other's eggs, all that kind of stuff. But like- um, Not talking about the eggs that make babies, babies. happen. No. Right. They were not removing <laughs> ovum <laughs> and making Ova, people- Ova, O-V. Oh, oh, ovum, uh, right? Ovum would be one, I guess. Yeah, but oh. multiple. Ova. 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 We'll never know. Never. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to know. But so, yeah, that's. Yeah, but she says this joke where it's like all the kids are paired up and there's one kid left. And she's like, oh, no, you don't have a partner. Uh, You'll be a widow. Your wife, uh, she drowned in a fire and like walks away. And it's just like so funny to be like, she drowned in a fire. Like, that's such a funny fucking joke. And there's so many jokes like that. Like, Principal Blackman says, I'm an obtuse man, so I'll be oblique. And it's just like, what the fuck? Like, that's such a funny, just fast throwaway joke. That, there's like, fast throwaway jokes. In there. Yeah. And there's a lot of them, like, w- would be, like, almost, like, offensive, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But because the character, I think, is so despicable, yes. it, it's, like, sort of... And she's the anti-hero where it's, like... Um, she's the worst of them. Like, she's just... Yes. She, she's just... just she's... Yeah. I, Although you, I do think part of the appeal of the show is that really... She's not the worst of them because <laughs> these teachers and this principal are just as bad as yes. she is, but they are these people in positions of power who despise all the children yes. at the school, only care about themselves. One of the repeated things that I liked about the Paul Donello character is in multiple episodes that I watched, he he made a thing about how this moment is not about me. And why aren't you thinking about the effect that that has on me? Yes. <laughs> This should be about me. Why isn't this about me? Uh, uh, and just, yeah, the way that these characters only care about themselves. Yeah. And that does, I agree, that makes like the horrible things that they say n- not excusable for them, but like it's the point of the expression. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. That's like, it's always sunny, right? Like it's always sunny is exactly that. I mean, I feel like that's. Like that's like I find such a parallel, right? In, like in so terms I, of like, I read an article. I think I was reading an article about Natalie, and like she was defining like what clowning means, and she was like basically like a clown has to be like Natalie Pelamina, yeah, oh, like okay. a clown has to be um, like forever an optimist, and that's like Jerry Blank. It's like she's always optimistic that whatever she's doing is going to work out, so she's mm-hmm. like always wants to do it, like just keeps up, tries again, mm-hmm. even though what she wants is really fucked up <laughs> and like bad. Where it's like, oh, I want to like manipulate this she pretends to be blind so the blind kid will fuck her and it's just like how would he know he's blind you know like that kind of joke and it's like the fun of like just like oh yeah that's like so dark and like god yeah like it's always that idea and they all have that where it's like oh like yeah like i because yeah Tanel's character always like wants to be an artist and is always like trying to pursue his art and like stephen colbert like just wants to fuck Paul Donello <laughs> and is always trying to make that happen and like they all have these like simple wants that then just mm-hmm. play out through the whole love series. a simple want yeah where it's just like oh that's their thing so good. yeah uh it's so good I love awesome. it so much all right well um should we start reading this baby yeah I think we should um 
one of the great aspects about this show is it's uh our show or <laughs> oh no there's no great aspects of this podcast uh, uh of strangers with candy is like the rapid fire the mm. joke density is is so high and so great um and i guess if if we're making a scale from one to ten that's kind of the thing that i'm looking at uh what's another thing that has that kind of joke density and the thing that came to mind to for me was um wet hot american summer oh yes yeah it's also the age is like sort of not questioned right like these older (laughs) adults playing right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh i think that for me was was kind of what strangers with candy was for you it's the goofy uh like the goofy, like almost like a harken back to like airplane or something where it's like, mm-hmm. these are visual gags. Like, yeah. And the funny, like you saying wet hot, like I'm like, oh yeah, of course the state. Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, if the state wet hot American summer, if that kind of thing is a 10, I would give strangers with candy uh, uh, an eight just because I haven't seen all of it yet. Sasha, how would, eggs. how would you rate strangers with candy? So kids in a hole being like a nine, UCB would be like an eight. And um, the show will be like a a seven right now, mm-hmm. but I feel like it will uh, room to grow. It can, it, yeah, it can easily get up to eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Amanda? Is it a ten though? Yeah, yeah I it's would a say twelve. It's a, it's a ten yeah. or twelve. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. UCB just... is ten too, or UCB is a yeah. But I mean, like, also UCB mm-hmm. is like same thing. Like UCB, like literally changed my life. So yeah. like, I'm just so. like, ah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Because like my story, of, I've told this story on podcast before. But my story of UCB was was obsessed with the show. A friend of mine in college was having money troubles, like lost all his money day trading one summer and needed to make like money fast. So he started pirating VHS copies of the entire UCB series, mm. like all three seasons, and um, gave me them. So I have like a, like a pirated VHS copy of like every episode. How many cassettes it's uh six there's two cassettes per (laughs) season okay because it's like a 30 minute show and like he edited the commercials out because i mean like (laughs) top quality stuff and uh so was that a good business for him I don't know how. I mean, he was at school the next semester, so <laughs> it's fine. But the same thing. Where, like, Have you ever talked to any of the UC before about that racket like that I he was pulling? Maybe he told Bather once, but yeah, it's like this thing where it's just like I watched those like obsessively for mm. years, and then my friend was older and had come to IO first. Like I was still in college, and he was like, "Oh, the UCB four is performing at IO." So we drove down and like saw them, and I saw them do it just like an improv show, and was just like, "Holy fucking shit, this is crazy!" And then they opened their theater like a year later, and I was like, "Gotta go!" Amazing. Yeah, Steven. Yeah. Is there anything that you got excited about last week that wasn't porn? <laughs> no, only porn. And so I'm going to recommend my favorite <laughs> pornography film. <laughs> Uh, so watching this, you know, got me in that kind of state mindset. Also made me think of movies like MacGruber, mm. which I'm a big fan definitely, of. Definitely, definitely great film. Named a cat Named after a cat. Him. Cute cat. Yeah. Um, and uh, one that I'm sure, you know, most of the people in our community have seen, but, uh, I think people didn't really like that much when it came out is Hot Rod, the oh. Andy Samberg, uh, stunt man <laughs> comedy um and uh it's i think it's a really fun uh movie my girlfriend and i recently rewatched it a couple months ago and we had a great time so if you're looking for something 
in the similar mold of outsized characters um, doing ridiculous things uh, to comedic effect, I recommend that you shut up and love Hot Rod. Sasha, how about you? I'm going to switch gears for a second here and uh, recommend filing for bankruptcy. Wow. Yay. Yeah, I filed for bankruptcy chapter 7, which means that it's like good times. Because chapter 13 is like you kind of filing for bankruptcy, but not really. Chapter 7 means credit cards are all getting back to zero and which is what i had because i've switched my careers from being reality tv editor to being a comedy writer but i only had one job since then and i've been just like writing building my portfolio and stuff like that yeah is there are there like negative things where you're like all right so i file for bankruptcy like i get my balances back to zero but like my credit is fucked or like no, your I'm- credit becomes better after that what yeah why isn't everybody doing it then because you have to fit in a very specific category like i have heard it's gotten a lot harder to file for bankruptcy over the last like 15 years maybe but i fit perfectly in this category so Uh. like it's like you have to be certain like like you're not spending any money but you're not making any money and if you fit in the category you can file for bankruptcy so then who who do you go to to be like a bankruptcy attorney Oh, so you have to, okay. You have yeah, to you to, do. Are they like somehow working on a commission out of your bankruptcy? No, like how do they no, make their money? No, they have to get some cash from you. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but I filed my taxes because of that. And for some reason, I got a lot of tax returns. Yeah. yeah, so that helped. Okay. So that's what I got. Uh, Amanda, do you have anything that's less depressing to talk about? <laughs> uh, yeah. The one thing that I thought of when you were talking about Hot Rod mm-hmm. was like, uh, I think I'm a little older than you are. When I was in college, this movie came out called Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I don't understand why people don't fucking love that movie. Yeah. So Kung Pao Enter the Fist, like, correct me if I'm wrong, the premise is this dude found all these old like kung fu movies mm-hmm. And he spliced them together and then edited himself into them as a character. So it's just like this random guy playing like a Bruce Lee type in like these old films that he's just cut himself into. And it's Mm -hmm. like, to me, I'm like, just that alone is like worth it because it's like, that's a feat. Yeah. Like, I think that's the same thing. It's like, like, the same thing where like you watch 1917 and you're like, oh, that was a beautiful, amazing film. And then you go, but bitch, that was all one shot. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, what? And it's like, so like just that alone is like makes it worth seeing it. Yeah. And yeah. Like, I haven't seen it in probably 15 years, but yeah. I remember it looking pretty seamless. And I, But I remember just like, yeah, like me and my boyfriend watching it in high school or in college and like laughing so, and just being like, why isn't everybody talking yeah. about it? Check it out. It's pretty, Steve Oderkirk, I think, is the guy's name. Okay. Not to be mixed with right. Bob Oderkirk. Yeah. Very confusing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and for years he was talking about making another one, but it never happened. Mm. But, yeah, it's all dub, dubbed in English the way that a lot of, like, martial arts movies from the 70s and 80s were. But none of it is a translation. It's just, you know, yeah, he just stuff that he wrote. Way. And uh, it's pretty goofy and pretty fun. Yeah. I should rewatch that. It's I might rewatch it. Yeah, that now now. I, I might watch Hot Rod because I never watched it. Amanda, where can our listeners find you aside from Brockmire on Brockmire. March 18th? Yes, you can watch the new season of Brockmire. It's the final season, March 18th. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Amanda Sitko, but I'm not a huge 
tweeter. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't tweet a ton. And if I do, it's usually just like some stupid thought about my husband and I, like, Chris, pooping shout or something. Out. Yeah. Great. Uh, uh, great. Uh, what can, about us, Steven? You can come see our improv team direct a video performing every second and fourth Thursday at the Moving Arts Theater on Hyperion Avenue in Los Angeles. Come see us do an improvised movie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Elizabeth Salute, for artwork. Thank you, Carlton Gillespie, for video. Thank you, Andrew Hayworth, for music. And thank you, Jay Hunter, for production support. And thank you for, for listening. listening.